Howdy, and welcome to the FPL Jingle, episode 27. This time we'll be discussing the heat up for the player positions in our fantasy league. We'll have our new section once again, with the three bankers and one spicy boy. And also we'll give Mark Gary a bit of abuse for his pathetic performance against a disinterested Porik Sheehan. Let's get this show on the road. On the show this time, I have three analysts, professionals at the job. Actually, a proper professional at the job this time. Uh, we have Steve Meisel back. How are you, Steve? Not great, Owen, because you introduced me as an analyst. I'm a not co-host. We discussed this. You can be assistant to the co-host. In a, I organized in an, everything about this in podcast. An, in an analytical position. I organized position. everything. Uh, like, oh, the, the amount of disrespect I get on this podcast is unbelievable. Would you want it any other way? Yeah, I would. I'd like respect. I don't think so. Uh, I have a less annoyed Stephen Lines. Hey, I can be disgruntled if I want to be, but I'm glad to be back. <laughs> Is this going to be abuse for the whole show? I'll just, I'll just be trying to rein you in, and uh, not for the Steve's first... together strong <laughs> as thick as Steve's. Uh, not for the first time, maybe for a third or fourth time, we have like an actual sports analyst or data analyst, Ty Flynn. How are you, Ty? A very generous description of the job that I'm currently doing, but I'm 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 pretty good, thank you. How are you, Owen? Away off in the Netherlands. Oh, fantastic. Um, what what did I have? I had a Gaelic football started back up again. Not my favorite sports, but I do enjoy the social side of it. Um, so. We were training for that. Uh, Who out. cares? We're not talking about Ga right now. GA is not in this sphere of things. What we're talking about is Stephen Meisebach getting abuse and a lack of respect because that's 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 this podcast in in its entirety. And it's what well, is well deserved. If anyone met him, they'd be aware like that. Steve is well deserving of of regular abuse. And combats. is this a roast? <laughs> it could be a roast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I on here just for to get roasted like against my will? And welcome, it's Comedy Central coming here live to you from the Glenside in Limerick. Owen's actually uh, paying myself and Thomas's rent here. We're um, literal sleeper agents. Um, we've been going soft these first few weeks, but um, the abuse is coming. The abuse may be coming. My only request is no Amy Schumer because I saw her on the one where she made fun of the guy from Jackass oh, saying he, oh. he should have been the one that died and that went yeah. down about as well as a wet fart so <laughs> please not her. Um, oh, yeah, man. no, the two, uh, Steve and, and, and Thomas there picking up some dirt for me to just just to reveal on the show and just embarrass Steve. And I'm surprised you need more dirt on We've known each other for a while now. You've probably collected enough. We worked together for fuck's sake. And he doesn't even need any more ammo because he's got me here to gloat and lord my wonderful, wonderful weekend over you. So oh, lovely segue, Tyg. Thanks for Thank that. You. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, uh, Tyg, you got a 39 to 35 point win over a poor Stephen Meiselback. But no surprise, I suppose, Tyg. How did you get on? Uh, I. It kind of wasn't a surprise as the weekend went ahead, and it's really vindicating the point that I think I've mentioned myself in my appearances in the past on this podcast, that it's all about defense this year in fantasy. Uh, you know, it it can go well with individual players having a great week, but what won me this week was the fact that I got four clean sheets out of five defenders. Like, that's... Without the bonus points and with the inconsistencies of some teams, and in particular this week with no Arsenal, Liverpool or Chelsea players getting involved and no Man United scores and only one City goal, 
it's the defense came up big for me for sure and i even messaged steven i think it was late saturday where i said uh i, I think i have it in the bag forgetting that he had both Cornet and james madison in the week and i i was far too cocky it worked out for you yeah four clean sheets as you say and then all blanks outside of it but on a low scoring week that was enough uh steve yep. you were you were pretty shit why was that <laughs> <laughs> I was not shit on. I, I my score would have been good enough to be about I think at, at least half the league, if not more. I think it was eleven when I counted. I was the, uh, I was the second highest scorer in the whole week. It, so it was the yeah. Well, I came up against the second highest scorer in the week, and also it was only four points in the difference. And the difference was that Saint Maximan didn't play for me, and then Cornet didn't play one of the two games he had in the double game week. Steve Lyons, so do, if do you even... want to cover your match? I'm kind of bored. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he is covering his match. You just said Steve Owen, no? <laughs> God, it's it's actually it nearly feels mean. It is funny, but it's mean, Stephen. Nah, no, I don't give a shit. Like, I just don't expect me to <laughs> contribute anything to this podcast. I'm I'm feeling the, I'm feeling myself after a bit of abuse I got in the last podcast. Ridiculous, ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, no, even I felt that was That's a tough, tough segue there from Owen. I, I couldn't even jump in, really. It, it, it was a moment left to linger, I feel. He's just a bully. That's all I've he is, been, like. You know what, I've, I've had half my glass of whiskey now and I'm feeling bold. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Stephen. I'm just having too much fun. Um, uh, no, it's all right. Uh, you had a good week. Kulazewski, no, yeah, your 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 spicy boy of Kulazewski was was uh, worked out well. Yeah, you'll keep him for the season. Uh, I'll keep him for the time being. Anyway, practice what you preach. I picked up Kulazewski, got a goal and a clean sheet point. Uh, yeah, obviously as Tyke mentioned there, I had Madison in that final game. I got a goal. So um, yeah, like the rest of them blanked. Like I can't understand why. Pe- I know it's Pepper Let. Okay, I know what Pepper Let is, but I still can't understand why Ria Mares, their top scorer this season, and arguably their best player is not playing in these games that they need to win, especially because they're behind Liverpool are close enough to them in the title race. Um, but yeah, that's, um, you know, I was on a five game win streak up until this game. So hopefully can pick it back up again now coming next week. Yeah, it was, it was terribly unfortunate. I think the, the Cornet, what basically only got one game. Max, say Max turned out to be injured. Like you could have, you could have been like, yeah, fair enough. Pep Roulette, but you also had one or two other stinkers, um, so you 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 only have two defenders as well. So I yeah, yeah like a, ah, look, you you Tig, Tig's making that push for that middle tier playoff. So uh, fair enough. Like drive on. Hmm. Will we talk about your matchup, so on. Yeah, that's uh, that's nice. So I got in a, a game where you scored less points than me. A gigantic twenty eight. <coughs> so the <sighs> double city clean sheet and a just about double digits. Young Min. What is Son's first name? Hyungmin Son. It's young. in Korea. No, but it's because in Korean culture and in Eastern culture, like their second name is their first name. So like Son is his family uh, name, but Hyungmin yeah, is his first. Yeah. Well, you name. always. Yeah, you were. You were in. Yeah, like you mentioned in Asian culture, you address someone by their surname. It's only if they're like you're like a family friend or like their parents mm-hmm. or something that you call them by their first name. Okay. Well, there's a bit of education, um, and he's a great lad. He scored a goal for me. I uh, got the double city clean. <laughs> blanked everywhere else. Didn't have a goal. He's a son that any owner could be proud of. <laughs> I was last season. Proud owner. Any father or, or owner. Um, Mark got nothing, only uh, Varane clean sheet. 
and a De Gea clean sheet. Uh, Shaw and Fernandez did nothing for him otherwise. Um, so, oh yeah, Ben Rama and Jimenez on the, last, on the last day, neither started, only Jimenez come on for eight minutes. So, um, exceptionally fortunate and just exceptionally good, which I'm happy about. <laughs> and what was even better is I moved further into first place with that win because Steve Lines, how did you get on? Um, yeah, no, my game week went as as I predicted on the last pod. Um, Paddy just assembled just a, a, an army of Burnley players, um, and an armada, big Burnley boys, Burnley Burnley boys. But um, eventually, yeah, he he did he did have Kyle Walker miss um, a start for him, but yeah, other than that, he had fourteen players, and um, he beat me by eight. So literally. The four players extra he had that was the difference he mm-hmm. he outminuted me yeah you said you didn't want to annihilate your team last week on the pod just for this week so look maybe it's a, a battle won but a war still still ongoing uh, we'll see if it pays off when you get to the playoffs if you get there mm. um, so uh, we didn't actually read down through all the rest of the yeah, uh, scores. so uh, Cahill had a win. Or sorry, no, Cahill lost. <laughs> Publishes Cahill. Cahill had a loss against Mitchell Barr, 32-39. <laughs> uh, Connell had a win over Thomas, 37-25. Mark Gary had a draw against Porrick in 26-all. Now, look, let's only... jump in on that for a second. Yeah, I was wondering. That man's a bastard. Let's, let's I get got, Like, not only... I, I banished banish him to the Shadow Realm mm-hmm. last week, and then he has the audacity to come back and get a draw against Porrick Sheen when he had absolutely no right doing it. Mm-hmm. And I called it a, a, a loss at the top of the pod, and I'm not sure if a draw is worse. He grabbed a draw from the from the I'll jaws of victory through. there, because he was a good while. You good. I was about to say. You, you take the lead there, Ty. Yeah, because... Uh, no, he threw it away. I'm, I was going to join in and agree with you. He, he he deserves all of the shame on his name that he gets because I still don't really understand how he's at the top half of the table. It it it's just, it just makes no sense. Do you know what's a sin? Well, is is that Mark hasn't been on the pod? We need to get him on. Get him nice and abused. Yeah. Get yeah. it over with. <laughs> <laughs> get out get out the good whipping cane uh, but uh, yeah but like just to dive into it for a second there Eric Peters came off for um, for Porik on the 59th minute in their game against Leicester had he stayed on for one minute longer Porik would have won by a single point uh, just show, goes to show you how lucky Mark was also mm. Sam Maximan didn't play for Porik either um, you know like there's just a bunch of stuff obviously mark had kyle walker not play but yeah it's just yeah not not good not good yeah uh, you can continue down through the scores there steve you, you didn't finish it yeah yeah i, I yeah Ty wanted One. to jump in there and rightly so 34 yeah. 24 was a score between owen dylan and andy harrington in, in a battle at the bottom uh uh, obviously, we talked about Steve's loss to Paddy. Uh, Ray had a loss to Connor Skeen, 36-46. And then John had a win over Gary, 32-27. So at the moment, that leaves the table. Like you mentioned on earlier, you're in first on 61 points. Steve is on second on 56, but it's far from certain there because Paddy's in third on 54 and I'm in fourth on 53. So depending on how results might go this weekend... He might be surpassed by myself and Paddy. Um, 
for the first time in a very long time. Yeah. Any thoughts, Steve? Um, yeah, no, I've had a tough run the last few weeks, but I feel I've had kind of players missing from the squad with kind of blanks here and there. But kind of, we're assembling the Avengers now for this playoff run. I have a lot of six-pointers against that those in the playoff hunt. Fucking come at me, boys. Yeah, well, I, when you say assemble the Avengers, you, you actually pulled off a, a trade earlier today, actually. That, that Keep going some... with the table first. We'll come to the trade and the controversy. All right, fair enough. So, um, I thought it was a decent segue anyway. Keep him in line, Tig. He's fucking... <laughs> no. He's getting out of hand now, Steve. <laughs> Directly <laughs> afterwards, you can. What Directly is going on? In my own home. <laughs> literally. Literally my own home. With your own property as well. Will you do the table? Stephen, will you do the table? Well, you do the mass. We do the mass. Uh, Mark Mark is in sixth on forty nine. Carl's in seventh on forty six. Porrick on eight, in eighth on forty six. Tig's in ninth on forty three. Connor's in tenth on forty three. John is in eleventh on forty. Um, Mitchell is in twelfth on thirty nine. Mark Clossy is in thirteenth on thirty four. Thomas is in fourteenth on thirty three. Owen Dillon is on fifteenth on in fifteenth on twenty. Gary is in 16th on uh, 18 points. Andy is in 17th on 18 points. And then Ray, um, Team Auto Draft, rounds us out at the bottom of the table on uh, 16 points. So that's the table as it stands now. And I understand, Tyg, uh, now that we've we've gone through the league, now you want to talk about the you trade are, you, that went you on. Have, you have the permission. Yeah, you can go ahead there. Analyst. Oh, do I? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, sound. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> A snip by Steve Lyons, I reckon. Yeah, I think yeah. it really it feels like a bit of a scam because we are. It should be well known that Stephen has completely abandoned all of his faith in Lukaku. So Stephen, you should go ahead and tell everybody what what you've managed to get out of this deal. Yeah, so um, just this morning there was a pleasant little message into our group chat from uh, Connell McMullen, letting myself and Connor Skeen know there was a few um, trade offers on the table. Um, so naturally, I went to my fan tracks app and. Delighted to see um, I'd been offered a deal for Lukaku, who was going to be getting the chop to a free agency anyway. And um, I got a lovely little Portuguese man named Bernardo Silva. Um, so, it's, it's a different asset. Um, do I want to keep him? Maybe not. Am I glad to be gone of Lukaku? Hell yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Oh, uh, for for the listeners that don't know how Fantrax works, in the regular FPL app, you're not able to trade midfielders for strikers, but in the Fantrax app, you can. It obviously makes your your team illegal, but you can just sort that out with waivers and uh, free agent signings. So that's why the the trade was able to happen there. Obviously, Bernardo Silva being a midfielder and Lukaku being a forward. And Sorry, also, this, got... is, this is where the controversy comes from, Stephen, because in the in the in the world that is right and just, and especially from a Mister Lyons over here, you wouldn't expect this kind of skullduggery. He's been he's been influenced by all of the bad. Ah, skullduggery is a strong word now. I I think it is skullduggery. Contact it says them. literally right mm. there on the on the app. It says illegal illegal formation. It should be that you should have to do the two players to make that move. It, it's funny that I didn't nah, say illegal trade, though. It didn't say illegal trade. All I did was click accept. It says illegal All line. I did was click accept. I'm telling you, it makes no sense to me. It's fair enough. It's makes complete it sense. Sounds like it's the, gone the, through. the Nazi war criminals. I was just doing my job, he says. I just, just clicked accept. <laughs> it, 
That's exactly what it sounds like. It sounds like a defamation. He's, he's trying to he's trying to deflect. He's deflecting. Uh, says the commissioner who approved it. So if that's a, if that was a Nazi war criminal, then what are you? Yeah, you're uh, in general. You are the general Owen, and I have often said you are the unconditional leader under your of this watch. Podcast, the, the winners so, yeah. in, in 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 these situations write the history. Um, <laughs> but what I wanted to say, high up or low down, whatever way you look at it, Lukaku's shite. <laughs> Bernardo Silva is one of the top scoring midfielders in the game. So I think Connell's made a big, big mistake there. Yeah, I understand where Connell's coming from in that Bernardo Silva hasn't returned too much as of late. And like, if you look at Chelsea's fixtures, they're all like green. They're all matches they should absolutely be winning. And, and like, I can understand that he needs to make some sort of push for the playoffs here. So I can understand why he's done it. It might well be short-term interest in Conor McMullen in another segue that he's actually looking to get some sort of new players and new blood in for a very big fixture with him coming up this week. Uh, podcast hosts, there is what, what what's happening this week coming up. No, do you want to own or will I? Uh, no, no, hosts. Mike, just do it. You're taking over, man. You you found that lovely little segue there. Just run he, with it. He really Come is on. like. I feel like I, I genuinely feel like I'm being kicked out of my own pod. Like this is. You should be kicked out. Uh, also, we'll, please we'll pack your things. things. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> Set, settle now. You're getting out of hand. What we'll we'll look at? Is, yeah, is is the projected fixtures e schedule that Stephen you've put together for us? You big nerd. Um, ah, yeah. Here's me making content for the listeners. What a fucking loser I am, huh? Um, uh, what what abuse I should get for this, huh? For organizing the for podcast. Trying. Yeah, look Pure at nerd talk. Giving it the old because, college try, and this yeah. is what I get, huh? But it's what's interesting so, is the we the playoff position battle is is getting shit hot right now because you have you do you do have eight teams in the hunt. Um, so it was in, it was interesting to take a look at who has the easiest running. Um, so maybe we'll start from easiest and go to toughest, or, or maybe we'll discuss our own run-ins each. Like, I, I am pretty safe. I have three hard games against Steve Lyons, Cahill, and Petty, but I'd be looking at handy wins against Andy and Owen. Uh, and even if I just got those two, I'd probably be safe enough. Um, but I should be picking up at least one or two results from Thomas Connor and. Uh, no, yeah, just Thomas and Connor is, is is the other two. So, yeah, I think if I get three results in the remaining seven fixtures, I'm probably safe, and it looks okay for me. So, how does it look for the other two in the top eight? Um, uh, for well, for Steve, uh, he's pro- uh, you might even talk about it, Steve. You've got one of the toughest matchups of of all of anyone. Yeah, really. it's um, it's fairly fucking bleak when you think of it. Um, so I have I, I've Ray this week, so um, hopefully it can pick back a, a win there after my poor form. But I, then in the f- I noticed Ray Ray is Timo Werner for a double game week. This might be spicy. Hey, who's who's Ray? Is there a Ray in the league this year? I thought it was auto draft. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're right. I I should have corrected that to, to auto draft. It did that by itself. Yeah, <laughs> oh, sorry I see. About that now. I see, that's fair enough. Yeah, but yeah, in yeah. my final six fixtures, I finish five of the top six most difficult fixtures with the one fixture missing being me because I can't play myself. So I literally couldn't have a harder run in and it's the very explosive John thrown in the middle of a mix of Connell, <laughs> Owen, um, Steve M here, Pork, and then final day. 
me, Mark, Gary. We we do Ugh. we do laugh. We do laugh. But John has Bo- uh, Reese James, and I think Mark Salonzo and, and Salah. Salah. No, John's so, like, team is unbelievably frustrating and, because yeah. he doesn't pay any attention to it, and it can be terrible. And then he just gets a <laughs> massive result. Yeah, well, I mean, like, uh, he got a win this week, but the week before, he had a damn error on his bench. <laughs> he was busy getting assists for Wolves. Uh, it's a, it's, I think then, I have, I have what I would say is a pretty, a pretty good run in. I have Gary this week, Mark Lossy, Thomas, uh, Connor, and then Steve, obviously, but then I have Andy, and then I have Cahill in the final week. So, um, definitely, I definitely take that like absolutely like there's obviously a couple of tough ones in there but I reckon if I'm able to get the wins um right before the final game week then I probably should should be safe there I think week 30 is going to be a really important one um you, you, you don't want to be going into the last game week needing a win against Cahill because he, he's yeah. he's the type that can pull it out of the bag well, he's got the. He's just all Manchester, like either city, the city and United. Like he's just got a complete United Manchester team. Like so, I have to say, of all the people in the league this year, I I obviously feel worst for myself. I put that out there onto the airwaves first. But <laughs> apart from me, Thomas has had just an abysmal year. It's been so unfortunate for him. When you, when you look at the actual stats of it, he's he's not badly scoring, but he just gets beaten every week by having faced quite a high score. It's. He's. I hope he plays again next year because he's. He, he really deserves. He has, some kind he of has the highest scored against. Does he? Uh, no, no. No, third, third no, no. Highest. Own Dylan, own Dylan, and Gary have the the highest points against. But when you consider the fact that, like, yeah, but when you take not, yeah, there, no. then it's then it is Thomas, and then yourself, Tyg, and then me. Well, that's good. Uh, only five points difference between me and you, Tyg. So I don't want to hear your belly aching. <laughs> Excuse me. There's only a hundred and fifteen or so between our points scored. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, in my favour. I've outscored nah. you. Revisionist. <laughs> 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 oh, look at Steve <laughs> with his statistics. On here. So. Nerd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, to I think though, along, Owen, to answer your or, yeah, no, to answer your just no, just answer your question. I think the person who has the easiest run in might be. Would it be Porik? That's Porik. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. definitely Porik. Gary, and Mark, it's very, Thomas, it, Andy. It's, 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 yourself, cr- it's killer for me. I hate it because I've been like trying to just catch on to Pori's coattails for probably five weeks now, and he keeps just getting the wins in weeks that I get a loss or a draw. And he's got me this weekend, and it's a huge six pointer depending on that middle of the pack race. Mm, definitely, definitely. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. On like you said, there's a it's a it's, it's going to be a great run in in terms of who gets to the playoffs. Yeah, and, and then the game week thirty four, you've got um myself versus Petty, Steve Lyons versus Mark, and Steve M, you're playing Cahill. So like they're all kind of playoff they will be playoff position six pointers, so uh, game week thirty four I'm looking forward to. But this week, game week twenty eight, we also have the cup semi final. So um the remaining teams in that were Mark Gary, deserver of abuse, Connell McMullen, who's just made an awful trade, Petty, who's Petty, and None other than Owen Dillon, who sees himself in fifteenth at the moment. The magic of the cup. The He's a cup specialist. Magic. magic of the cup. Yeah, I'd love to see him beat Paddy now, and you know, it's it's a it's a big double this week. If he, if he has a few Chelsea boys, he, he might be able to he might be able to overcome Paddy this week. 
Well, I, I can tell you on that just because of the, the incident that we had earlier this week where waivers were executed by accident and I had to revert and I, I did have to reverse a couple of his trades. So he is actively making waivers. Um, sorry, when I said trades, I meant waivers. So he's he dangerous. is he is paying attention. He's dangerous. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see Owen getting a win there. Um, oh, we all would. Actually, uh, he's not called Baddy Brennan for nothing. No, sir. Uh, that felt like a nice intro to the. Oh, sorry, Steve. I was going to say a funny side bit on that um, Mark Gary Connell uh, semi final. Mark Gary is not happy that I traded Lukaku to Connell. Not one bit. <laughs> Great. Hey, Mark Gary, we all know you're listening. You deserve to face into this kind of scoring. Like, get over yourself. Lukaku yeah. does score against shit teams, usually. Will it will it into existence? Lukaku's gonna get four goals in this double game week. I sure hope not. Oh, that was a lovely that was a lovely intro to the, the pod guys. Um we're going to move along. Um just take a quick look at the fixtures. The lads will give us a quick rundown and yeah, we'll we'll just go ahead and do that. I don't know why I explained it. Uh you'll just hear a little bit of music here and that'll be the little bit between me talking and the bit where I'll also be talking again. Um, so you give that to look forward to. No, it all stays in. (laughs) (laughs) Rabble, rabble, rabble. Because, you see, it's like like how I'm still in 13, Stephen. Sometimes things are just naturally funny. You know know that episode of Father Ted where um, uh, John Kenny is smoking a fag and he goes out and then presents the Eurovision and he looks pure class? That's me. (laughs) That's that's my dream. (laughs) Uh, I haven't seen that episode in so long. I must sit down and watch Father Ted again. There's only three series. (laughs) I've, I've watched it all like fucking five or six times. Um, fucking love it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna use some of that as part of the pod and say that now we're reviewing game week 27. Uh, I'll call out the scores and the lads will give you a professional rundown in their analytical ways. Southampton beat Norwich two nil. Spurs beat Leeds four nil. Newcastle beat ten men Brentford two nil. Palace and Burnley played out a one all draw. Man United couldn't beat Watford in a nil nil. My prediction of a midfield score for Man United was incorrect. Villa beat Brighton 2-0. Uh, City uh, controversially beat Everton 1-0. Uh, West Ham beat Wolves 1-0. And Leicester then beat Burnley 2-0. So, Mr. Lines, you've got the honour of covering the Spurs' leads 4-0 for us. What did you make of it? Um, I think, you know, it was very much a tale of how Leeds have been this season and I suppose the game finished 4-0 but the biggest result from it being Bielsa was finally sacked um, he refuses to um, change his tactics, they're conceding too much, I totally understand the reason for Leeds to um, sack him despite all he's done for them as a club and just in his own career um, but yeah, the 4-0 loss here has just really been a summary of how they've been the past month and why he lost his job Leeds gave a good goal for 10 minutes before Spurs quickly went up to 2-0 through Doherty and Kulalevsky down the right um, and ultimately Matt Doherty had the freedom of the, the right hand side of the pitch for most of the game um, in large parts because Leeds defenders were following Harry Kane into midfield Junior Firpo followed Kulalevsky into the centre forward position when he was filling in for the space um, Kane vacated and just 
Doherty ran riot for his time on the pitch. Um, some good goals from Kulilevsky and Kane, and um, I suppose the best of the bunch was the last one where Kane hit a, a 50-yard deep long ball straight into the stride of Son to make it 4-0. Um, 4-0 flattered um, Leeds, even though they did hit the post twice, and Dallas missed um, a comical open goal, really. Uh, yeah, it's it's. But what what I'd be interested in is um, I kind of thought about this game. I was like, Spurs are going to win, and people are going to say Spurs are good, but they probably actually aren't. Uh, what do you think of that? Um, yeah, it's completely one hundred percent accurate. <laughs> they lost to Middlesbrough in the FA Cup during the week, and um, myself and Steve are watching um, the extra time, and Middlesbrough absolutely outclassed Spurs for that half hour. wasn't even close. It's like Spurs, Spurs went. They took off Ryan Sessegnon and went to a four-two-three-one, and then the first half of extra time happened, and then they brought on, um, they brought on a, a Regulon and went back to the three at the back in the second in the second half of extra time, and it did nothing because the goal they conceded him was from that came from their left hand side immediately after so, kickoff. Uh, look, Lube. exactly, yeah, almost almost like a FIFA kickoff goal, like, but like Spurs are not good. Uh, like I've said, I've been saying it over and over again, so I'm gonna I'm not gonna keep going and sound no. like a broken record here, but like Spurs are up and down, too inconsistent. Spurs, uh, in, in many ways, Spurs are actually magical lads. They bring in good managers and turn them to absolute dirt. It's 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 quite an extraordinary sight to see. Mourinho was already bad when he got Spurs. there. Mm, but Conte, they managed to make Potocino like crumble. I just there's something about Spurs that is magical, just in the worst. It's the reverse way. Midas touch, isn't it? You know, it's the, the it Levy really touch. To finish us off here, Steve, I can't but tee up your lovely joke that you didn't mention yet. How's Kane's form? It's patchered in my facial hair, Owen. Fans up and down. <laughs> fucking, oh, fucking lovely limbs. Uh, Tig, <laughs> uh, a Man United fan, finally on the show. Like We, we talked about Man United so fucking much in times gone by. Um, but we have you now. Uh, what you make of this uh, cracker of a nil-nil? Look, I honestly think this is the most disappointing season I've ever had watching Man United in 25 years because of just how poor they can be at times. In this game against Watford, they were all over them. They had 22 shots, but they only managed to get three on target. They had 67% of the ball. They, something about how this year has panned out has really been awful to watch. I was a massive, massive hater of Louis van Gaal. And I nearly wish that we were back in those days now with just how disappointing this year has been. That is super, that, that's hyperbole because I don't actually want to be back there. But United just can't break down lesser op- opposition no matter what they do. Uh, it, it's, it's the, the players on the pitch are the problem. They don't seem to apply themselves regardless of the shape that's played, what the manager is, what the opposition is. Bruno Fernandes has been like a shadow of his last year. It, it all comes back to one decision made that kind of stopped Man City winning the league this year and that was buying Cristiano Ronaldo he has not worked and I don't even think that's a hot take anymore he just hasn't worked in the team if we had been playing Edison Cavani all year in the place that he has I I really think that maybe Oli might even still have a job because the way the team has stagnated this year has been nothing short of abysmal 
Yeah, that's kind of actually one of the questions I wanted to ask you, Tyg. Would you not like United's next three games are away to City, at home to Spurs, at home to Atletico Madrid, away to Liverpool? Like, are they would they be better off dropping Ronaldo and starting Cavani up top? I I think maybe like the the squad shows no real sign of cohesion or like a desire to actually want to play good football like they they're 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 trying like and a damning indictment of the whole team is that Fred looks like a pretty decent footballer since Radnick came in and he should not have touched a blade of grass in his career before that with Manchester United (laughs) they just they're all over the place whatever it is if it's personalities causing dysfunction if it's Harry Maguire's head suddenly becoming far too heavy and he's like going to fall over all the time it there's something wrong in there and it seems like they couldn't be a. They just can't wait for the season to end at this point. If you had said to any Manchester United fan when they bought Sancho, Ronaldo, and Varane in the se- at the start of the season that they would get one point out of two fixtures against Watford, I think they would have like laughed in your face. It's just, yeah. it's all over the place. Other, other than that, though, it's been pretty good. <laughs> uh, other than that, it's been pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's not terrible. So but just, Anna, what's what's depressing about it as well as the United fan here? Like, I'm not even the most ardent United supporter. I wouldn't be like diehard or anything. But like, it's just a rec- it's a recurring pattern every year. Every year of the same mediocrity. It, like, they've only gotten above 75 points once in the last like nine seasons, and that was the 81 they got with Mourinho in that. It wasn't a good season when they finished second, but th- that's the only time they've gotten above eighty points in the last ten years, and it's just it's just the where they are now. Manchester United are a global brand, but not a global team. Yeah, they're just we'll, they're a, we're a Spurs level. We'll try. And, uh, we'll try avoid dissecting Man United once again. We 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 always. Can I, no, get can stuck I ask in... one more question? I want to ask one more. Yes, question. No. go for it. Tell me what. No, you <laughs> so, can't ignore him. So so with Solskjaer, right? He, he always. It was always the case where they never really managed to to do anything against the smaller teams, and then they'd always get a big a scalp against the big teams. They looking at it now. I know people say mock Atletico Madrid, including myself, but they are a big team. They've got four games against big teams in a row now. Do are United a better team without the ball and playing counter attack in football against better teams where they where they know they're going to get dominated? And do you fancy uh, them to get a result in any of these games? They one hundred percent are a better team without the ball, and that's that's the problem. Like they're too, they spent far too much. They are the most expensive starting lineup in the entire league now. It it, it makes no sense that they can't more than City together. The, yeah, more than City went on most days because wow. City. City have not spent as much big outlays on individual players the way United have, and I think it's like by forty million or so that United are more expensive than them. It just, they just, I can see them getting a result or two in these games, but I don't even know if that'll happen anymore because it, their team, it, the team is just a shell. It, I don't understand how it's going to be turned around. And realistically, the big story out of this game is that Roy Hodgson has somehow made Watford look like they can get a clean sheet at. Old Trafford, even with 22 shots against them. Like, fair play to him. 74 years old and he's willing to go back into management. City beat Everton 1 0, and there was a controversial handball in that one, Steve. <laughs> did you get a look at this? Uh, yeah, like uh, I did. I did. Um, it was a game that. It was a game that was overshadowed by that decision. Um, I think if that decision had gone the right way, this would have been a 1-1 and probably a deserved result for both teams. Um, City looked bereft of ideas in the first half. Everton were doing their best to uh, chase chase them down, press them, and not give away too many um, opportunities in front of goal. Or if there were shots, they weren't from great angles. Um, 
and the city as we know that don't they don't have a center forward so therefore they don't really have a plan b so they kind of just keep sticking with plan a until eventually hopefully something happens um they got lucky uh, in this instance in that the ball comes in from the left hand side um mason holgate gets a touch on it with his toe and then that deflects the ball right before um in front of michael Keane. he kind of whiffs it and then foden is able to tap it in but um you know, they really got out of jail with this one here because for me, that Rodri uh, handball is uh, 100% a penalty and I think Everton have since gotten an apology from the PGMOL or whatever they're called, the the Referees Association, that they got the decision wrong. Um, I don't understand how you can get a decision wrong when you have video-assisted referee. take as, Like, they were looking at it for two minutes and they still couldn't decide that there was enough evidence to look at it as a handball, whereas anyone in the stadium could have told you it was a handball. Um, but anyway, to get back more towards the game, um, Everton didn't actually do too bad. They created a few half chances. I think Richarlison had a couple of decent ones. Um, if he was, if he was any better at, at, uh, at, if he was as good as he was at scoring goals as he was getting yellow cards, he'd be doing all right because he has more yellow cards than goals this season. <laughs> um, but I think Everton, the, they'll take positives out of this game, definitely. And I think City, were this is one of those games where they knew they just had to get a result because Liverpool are, are coming hot on their heels. Um, yeah, in terms of fantasy assets, um, Everton, I think, maybe Anthony Gordon looks good whenever he plays. Um, Richarlison, especially with Calvert-Lewin out, is going to be an, a valuable asset um, in, a, in a league where, you, where you're desperate for forwards. Um I, I think Mahrez is City's best player going forward. I don't understand why he doesn't play more games. He that they looked like they needed someone like him in this game. He came on too late in the game to make an impact. And yeah, that's pretty much everything I have to say about the game at the moment. Anyway, a lot of positives for Everton there, um, and City will probably be asking themselves a few questions about why they couldn't score more. We'll move on to my new favorite segment, which is I'm going to call it now: three tips and a spicy boy. It's time for three tips and a spicy boy. I think we're get, we we should get someone musical to um, do do a, do, right do a singy thing where it's like three tips and a spicy. I can't think of a musical jingle. Yeah, that Ty, didn't you're care. making let's, a good point. I'm going to do one right off the top of the head. So, Ty, right off the top. Lead, of the head. lead us into the. <clears throat> you do it, and I, immediately I'm going to read out the fixtures. Three tips and a spicy boy. This week we had Leicester, or we will have Leicester <laughs> playing Leeds, Burnley versus Chelsea in their first of a double. Villa will take on Southampton. Norwich will play Brentford. Newcastle will play Brighton. Wolves versus Palace. Liverpool versus West Ham. Watford versus Arsenal. The Manchester Derby will take place. Then Tottenham will play Everton. And then starting your doubles: Wolves and Watford, Leeds versus Villa, Southampton versus Newcastle. And Chelsea will play Norwich in a very favourable double. So we have our three uh, easy points or obvious points. And then we have our spicy boys. Thanks for the jingle, Tig. I'll let you tell us the first obvious fantasy points. Yeah, the first obvious fantasy points that anybody should be looking at is a Chelsea defence. Because their double game week, it should be rife for clean sheets for them there. Chelsea versus Burnley and Norwich versus Chelsea. 
they're neither of them should be really very threatening to a Chelsea defense if they're available for you. Now, the trick with Chelsea's defense is not really knowing exactly who you can pick up in your league if anyone's available. There, there might be, there might be a Christensen knocking about if you can get him. That's, that's the kind of low hanging fruit we're looking for here because there's well, got to be somebody available. Well, Trevor, Trevor Chalaba, I think he had an injury. Midfielder, can't I know, but what my, what my point is that they usually play him in defense and he's injured. Yeah. So that spot could like in terms they're going to be rotating it maybe a little bit in terms of the defense. So there's a p- potential opportunity there, like maybe a Malang Sar comes in for a game or something. Yeah. Yeah. So like you know if you if you have a fifth if you have a fifth spot open on your team in terms for a defender, like it's worth a punt. Like is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, Loftus Cheek got a game at centre back against Luton. There, apparently, he did well, but they did concede too. So I don't know how well. <laughs> Uh, Steve Lines, uh, you're pretty tuned in with the Southampton assets, and they've got a double this week. What you make of that? Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Um, I'm a fan of um, Southampton lately. Hassan Hootle's doing a good job, and um, I'm all aboard Amando Broha. He he's a good player. Scored a very good goal um, at the end of their FA Cup oh, tie. Jesus, don't tell him that against um, Gar, he'll be fucking chanting for hours against um, West Ham. <laughs> But Bro has my first round pick. Lukaku's in- gone. Bro has the official first round pick. Yeah, a Chelsea striker that'll be very successful. That's fair enough. I actually did. You see the news during the week of the people on Sky Sports? They were reviewing Southampton's tactical injuries. Have we? Yeah. Have we? Have we talked about that? Uh, no, but I saw it. So basically, in fourteen of their twenty-four games this season, they've had a player go down between the sixtieth and seventieth minutes in order for them to let get, let their players get fluids and energy gels. I on. really, really like that. I think that is a great example of shit. It's, a, it's, that a, is... it's it's an impossible tactic to stop because what do you say? Impossible. Like he's not injured. Like you can't say yeah, that. Like it's no, interesting. and it's it, the only. The only negative I could see to it is I don't like the Americanization of European sports. I love American sports in their own models, but the idea of there being an actual tactical break being like soft launched by this idea by Southampton, I, that's the only uh, hesitancy the, I have with this tactic. The only, the, the only thing I think that they'll, the refs could do to try and stop it is to make them get treatment off the field so the game can yeah. carry on. I imagine because because that's come out now, refs are going to be wise to it. So if they if they look at their watch, they'll say get them off the field and, start, and treat them there. Uh, Steve, no, Steve Lines, uh, who exactly would you pick out of the Southampton bunch? Um, if I suppose obviously the defense is um, an obvious one to target with um, Newcastle and Villa, kind of a favorable double. Um, I'd probably be going for Kyle Walker Peters um, at left back. He's been in very good form recently, and um, if if that's not if um, Livermento isn't gone already, um, and then in midfield, I know Tyke has Ward Prowse himself, but maybe um, an alternative bet if you're looking for a midfield asset might be Stuart Armstrong. Has a, has a decent left foot and, and likes to attempt a lot of shots. Whether he scores or not, we'll see during the two games. Good shout. Thank you, Steve. Our last obvious points is, obvious every week, is that you should be targeting Leeds, Stephen Meiselbach. Who are they facing and who should we be picking up? So this week they're playing Leeds, or sorry, they're playing Leeds, they're playing themselves, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they uh, wish, then they could actually get a result. Yeah, I was, just, I was just thinking they play themselves and see if they... They've been playing them. themselves for a few uh, weeks if you look at the results. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, their manager now, DJ Khaled, <laughs> no, I'm joking, uh, Jesse Marsh uh, has Another taken over. One. 
Yes. No, I was thinking the congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> you played yourself. Uh, so Jesse Marsh has taken over at Leeds since Bielsa's uh, departure was announced. And uh, the first team that they'll be coming up against is Leicester City at the half 12 game on Saturday. So not not much time to, to gel with the players and 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 try and get a, a, a tactic together. So it will be interesting to see there. I imagine they'll still be pretty ropey and pretty pretty rough. Um, he's he's only got twelve games to try and keep them up as well. Not not a, not a lot of game time to 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 do it in as well. So never let, trust let, never trust a half twelve kickoff though. I'm just, uh, just you never say. bet you never bet on it. But I mean, like Leicester uh, haven't watched their last game, their last two games, their game against Randers in the the Europa Conference League and their game against Burnley in the Premier League. Uh, James Madison has got three games and three goals in his last two games, and Vardy has come came off the bench and got a goal and an assist against Burnley. He looks back to his absolutely flying best. Uh, Madison looks good. Uh, Byron's got an assist as well, and they look like they're they look like they're going well. So I, I would really fancy Leicester to do some damage against this Leeds team, especially at home. And then the next team they play in this double game week is uh, Aston Villa at home, and a Villa side that. You know that I imagine the last time they played each other, this was a three-three. I could imagine this being a similar sort of game. Um, both teams don't really play that great defense, and they've got a good uh, few attacking players. Um, well, I say that uh, Leeds probably pretty much have Dan James and Rafinha, whereas Villa Dan, seem to have Dan an abundance James. of attacking talent. Hmm? Yeah, it is a sad. It's a sad point of where they are on that. It's Dan James is a legitimate Leeds asset. Like, not sure about that. We'll 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 nip along here to our spicy boy section. I, I like Tig's jingle. And Tig, I'll let you start again with your load of shit prediction. In my in my opinion, you've got Chris Wood. Hey, there's to get multiple the, scoring returns. They're supposed to be spicy for a reason, and I'm doubling down it's here too hot. on Newcastle's too hot recent for- good form. <laughs> it it's honestly this is so hot that I I'm delivering this with conviction but i'm not even sure how much i believe in the like the the scovilles of how spicy we need to get like a, we need to get like a whistle or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's, i would say chris wood to get multiple goal scoring returns now when i say that i don't mean he's going to get two goals but i think he's on as the big man against the defenses that he's facing he's he's up against brighton who really have not had a great run of form in a while now, which is surprising with the start to the weekend they had. They started like a house on fire. And they're up against Southampton, who have been in good form. So this is why this is such a spicy take. I think Chris Wood is a proven goal scorer. He loves these kind of defences that don't really handle that kind of physicality. Uh, and I think he's going to be able to go for a goal and an assist possibly I, over the course of this I, game. I, I strongly disagree. They've got... Strongly? They, they, they got Lewis Dunk... They got Shane Duffy. They got Adam Webster. They got three of the most physical centre backs in the Premier League in Brighton. But they're not a physical defence. They are. They're, they, they are. They, 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 are. Don't, they don't demonstrate that. Yeah, I don't know. Lewis Dunk. About, Lewis so. Dunk is a towering yeah. defender. He's a constant. Like he's constantly um, in a physical battle with the for- with the centre forwards he's against. Um, look, it'll be an interesting contest. But like saying Brighton's defence is soft, I don't agree. Yeah, with. the three Brighton no. centre backs there break up this fight and give us your spicy boy this week. I just, I just want to stay there <laughs> or, or, or get involved. Do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say it sounds like he wanted to get it's, involved. Owen. Yeah, it's spicy. He wants a bit of a taste of the chili. Owen, leave him alone. Um, I'll, I'll make things a little milder for you, Owen, just because he didn't like uh, Tig's take. Um, I'm just going to go for a Southampton fullback to get a goal or an assist 
and I believe that will come in. Actually, I think the Villa game. Because the Villa for Livermento, surely, surely Chelsea assets are going to profit. Uh, Perot has gone well. Like he scored a goal in the in the in the FA Cup last night. That was a really nice finish. Oh, so absolute belter. Um, and I do like him as a player. I was actually thinking of picking up Walker Peters last week, but actually Perot's own form kind of made me question that and. That belter in the FA Cup definitely doesn't ease my concerns if you are thinking of picking up Walker Peters, but yeah, there's going to be good fullback play from Southampton. Southampton are a legitimately good team right now. They, they I can mm. see them making a push for that kind of 7 through mm. 10, the, the seventh position kind of area where Wolves are at the moment with how well they've been playing. Europe, I think Europe. ninth is about right. Europe for no, Southampton? No, no definitely yeah. not. I'm pushing. They're going for the Europe. ECL is there now. This is a spicy take section. I'm, you may I'm, as well I'm, go spicy. I'm enjoying Dyke and Steve going to head. Go, going head to head. Not to head. <laughs> because Southampton, going to head. Not, Southampton oh. are not good enough. They're ninth, oh ninth, ninth at best. If this wasn't a spicy enough segment mm. with the three tips, now you're saying somebody's going to get head here. Wow, Owen. Fair play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, it's, it, we do it all here on, on the FPL jingle. Steve, what's your <laughs> chili, wanna. your piece of spice, your... Who's who's that boxer who who walked in and said, "Let me add a little bit of spice to that for you." Who who is that again? Is that Tyson? Eubank. Was it Eubank? Was, no? Is he the guy with the strange voice? He was Eubank. With the with the, oh, yeah. with the, the Eubank lid. senior. Yeah, yeah. probably Chris yeah, Eubank senior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fancies himself a bit of a poet as well, apparently, which is a bit hilarious. But anyway, gas. Um, yeah, my one is uh, Danny Ings will return for Villa, and I think he'll score against Southampton. His former team. Very oh. simple. Um, Spicy. Yeah. Is, is he returning from injury? Uh, no, he just isn't starting. But it's I think that Leicester... I think, not Leicester, sorry. I think that uh, Aston Villa are kind of in a run of form where like Gerrard even came out and criticised the players hoping to get a reaction. And he did not get the reaction he wanted. They lost that game <laughs> as well. So I think he might be looking to change things up. And I think if you're looking to change things up, bringing on a proven Premier League goal scorer and Danny Ings is a, is, a de- is not a bad way to start. And um, yeah, I, I just, just... That's my spicy boy. He's He's spicy. And my own spicy prediction for, for the double game week that Chelsea have is that Christian Pulisic is going to profit. He's going to play on the right wing and he is just as likely to score as any of the other Chelsea forwards at the moment. And I think I think he's made a better stuff than a lot of them. And he gets, I think he starts over Ziyech though. Ziyech has gone pretty well. Ziyech has uh, got a, a knock at the moment. So I think he, mm. he'll be getting the game, at least one, maybe one and a half games. Um, and I prefer oh, him. In, I prefer him in an attacking sense. Like Ziyech is great for assists, whereas Pulisic runs at defenses and 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 against. Can't score against though. Uh, he he looks more likely to score than a lot of other Chelsea mm. assets. I think. Did you He's watch the LeBron the, James of su- soccer man? Did you watch the Carabao Cup final? He's not likely to score. He's the LeBron James of soccer. What are you talking about? <laughs> I haven't watched that clip, and I'm glad I haven't. Nor will I ever. I did watch it, and uh, he was quiet that game. But I, 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 I'm predicting Pulisic is going to return in this double game week that they have, and that's going to do it for our three tips in a spicy boy section. Game week twenty-eight will have Stephen Meiselbach playing Gary Fowley. Andy Harrington will take on Paddy for surely an easy win. Carl Connolly is going to play on Dylan. Connor Skeen will play Connell McMullen. Uh, 
I'm going to take on Thomas. John will play Mark Clausey. Mitchell Barr is going to face Mark Gary. Uh, surely Mitch is going to win and force Steve Meiselbach to sing a song. Parag Sheen uh, is going to take you on, Ty. And Steve Lines, you have a game against Ray. Uh, when I look at the fixtures here, it's all exceptionally high predicted scores for the big double game week we've got. So, uh, Steve Lines, are you taking advantage of this big week? Um, I am and I am not um, Due to the fact that I'm playing team auto-draft, and as we alluded to earlier, I have some tough uh, game weeks ahead against uh, playoff competition. I'm kind of building half a team for this week and also looking for kind of steady eddies for down the line as well. Um, don't want to reveal too much because this is actually the first week of I've been doing a few waivers, so I don't want um. Well, I I think Steve, by the time this podcast comes out, the waiver waivers will have already happened because I think Owen, correct me if I'm wrong, their waivers are a half twelve tomorrow. Yeah, but he's looking out for the guy that's opposite him here in the podcast room. Oh, oh, there we go. right. Spicy. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Spicy. Tell us anyway, Steve. Come on. What are you going to do? <laughs> hey. Ah, go on. I, I can reveal. Lads, lads, lads. I can reveal one thing just because I, I, I have the number one priority on waivers. Um, I can already. I can actually feel what this is going to be. Do you want to have a party about it? Yeah, you're an absolute fucking arsehole. Yeah, um, bringing in Jamie Vardy. That's a lot of the reason why I was kind of so willing to give Lukaku the chop. Um, other than that, I'm, I can't reveal too much. Um, you're welcome for that bit of intel, Tig. I, I saved you a waiver. I, I legitimately knew it was happening. I'm I'm so fucking angry because I left it a week late to bring Verdi back and she got a goal and an assist and that was it. I was like, nah, he's gone if I don't have number one waiver. God damn it. Thanks. So Steve, you you've a lot of Chelsea you've a lot of Chelsea players for their doubles. You've got the Leeds doubles with Rafinha. Luca Dean has a double. Um yeah, I I you probably have a lot of players this week. Um well actually currently I have zero because I have an illegal lineup. Yeah, that that won't work out. It's a. I could solve that problem for you, Stephen. If you uh, we could uh, we could organize a trade where I give you somebody good, and you might uh, be tempted in leaving that certain waiver that's just been discussed on the some live negotiating on the FPL. You can't do collusion on air, Tyke. It's the worst way to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's evidence of collusion, isn't that how collusion? I, I works? often find the best way to cheat is to do it in front of everyone, so that way everyone Blatantly. knows. Hidden in plain yeah, sight, exactly. <laughs> What yeah. what were we to do? <laughs> but watch. Uh, are you confident, Steve? You, you surely are playing Ray Foley. Yeah, I should. Um, Trent Alexander Arnold's my only worry, but even a single game week against West Ham, yeah, no, it should be a, a fairly easy smacking onto bigger and better things in the future, tougher games. And how do you look for game week twenty eight, Tig? I'm up against Porig, and this is a key battle down around here in mid-table because, as we've been discussing a couple of times and how spicy the playoff run is, how how close it is, this is a real six-pointer here. If if I win, it brings me up onto the exact same amount of points as Porig, and it puts me in with a decent fist of actually getting into these playoffs and staying around. I've been on a quiet run of form, but if I lose, I likely fall behind Connor Skeen, so it's... I'm 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 not confident because Porig's team has Mane and Salah, but what's great about his team is that 
he's pretty much entirely invested in Liverpool doing well because I think he has a Liverpool defender too. I I'm I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'll put it that way. I think he did a great job of um, describing mid-table there, Tyg. If I win, I go up. If I lose, I go down. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Uh, I brought you broke it into simple terms, but it is it's that cutthroat down around here. You don't know about that up in your lofty first and second places, where you're never going to fall out of very infuriating. Thanks for the well wishes. I'd like to win to go up. It's just looking at Paddy Brennan being in third place with his awful team that just makes me so angry. Ridiculous. Boo this awful man. Boo this man. Tough talk from you, Tig. Um so yeah, yeah. nervous. Nervous is, is, is the over overriding feeling I'm getting from you. It's a six week playoff run. It this is this is crunch time. I'm nervous. My team has had a nice bit of form, but past experience with fantasy tells me this is where I crater. Steve M is going to need a near perfect run, I think, to keep his uh, his playoff hopes alive. And how is that going Untrue. to go this week? <laughs> I wouldn't say playoff hopes. I would say top four hopes. That's the same thing. Well, I mean, I, I appreciate you feigning interest on and pretending that you care when you really don't. Um, yeah. But uh, for the listeners out there, I'll go through my team anyway. Uh, for people so, who watch. All right, football. don't bother. Yeah. I'll talk about my team. We can skip this bit. Yeah, go ahead. No. I don't give a shit. Do what you want. <laughs> Steve is... Don't you dare. Hey, don't you let Stephen Meiserbach have his confidence eroded like that. Stephen, you tell us about that. I don't give a shit what I'm throwing, throwing the toys out of the yeah. cot now. He's upset now. Ty, you've upset him. <laughs> I have. I have. Well, I've, just done too w- I've just done too well here. He's nervous. Steve Lyons, just leave him alone, will you? Ty's actually downstairs ready to bully Steve off the pot as well. It's a, it's a real nightmare scenario. <laughs> nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. <laughs> um, have you any good players at all, Stephen, or are you just going to lose? And, and, nah, and, nah, they're all shy. Like, you're going to fall I'm, out of the I actually, playoffs. I actually got rid of all my players and, and brought in like homeless people. Oh, I'm not in your team. In a show of solidarity. <laughs> <laughs> show of solidarity with... I, I am not also homeless. <laughs> That's a solidarity piece. Um, uh, no, look, I am... Um, I'll I'll be playing um I'll be playing my lads like Salah, Mares, Madison, Kulusevski, Robertson, Thiago Silva, Cancelo, Ramsdale get a run out. I have a couple of waivers that I want to do. Um, one of them's gonna be Vardy in for Cornet, so he'll start. And I have a couple of others I might want to do. Uh with an eye towards this week, but also with the coming weeks. Um so yeah, without giving too much else away, that's that's more or less my team for the moment. Cards close to his chest and toys out of the cot. That's Stephen Meiselbach's team for game week 28. Um, I then am going to be facing Thomas in a tough lineup because I know he's very active. He's probably going to take advantage of these doubles. Um, my... well, me and Steve are both giving him advice to, to beat you. Oh, like so. No, thanks. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> I, I... Oh, well, I thought you didn't give <laughs> a shit about me earlier on. Now you're worried, are you? Yeah, worried all of a sudden. Worried about my advice. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. If I see Lyons' advice, it's dangerous. Oh, <laughs> Steve Lyons' advice. I'm the second highest scoring person in the league behind Connell. Like, excuse you. Just get up there around first or second, and we'll 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 discuss. Oh yeah, I can't help it that I've fa- I'm the four. I've faced the fourth most points in the league. Will you go and pick up your toys, and I'll tell the listeners about my team. Uh, I'm going to put Allison in goals. Uh, I have a bit of a trouble with Christensen and Diaz both get having a knock, so. 
that would leave me with a double Arsenal defence and Laporte. So I'm hoping that one of at least one of Christensen and Diaz is going to play. Uh, Bernardo Silva, Gallagher and Coutinho are likely to play. Uh, but I also have Martinelli as a fourth midfielder. So I'd like to get him involved for their hopefully easy game against Watford. Maybe Gallagher will drop to the bench. Luis Diaz, Mane and Son will start up top. Um, I've looked hard at waivers and I'm just very attached to all my players at the moment. So I don't know who I'd drop. Maybe Christensen with his trip to Barcelona, almost secured. But uh, It's going to be a tough game against Thomas. I'm not very confident because uh, I feel like he's going to pick up with a nice few doublers and I'll just get around 30 to 40 points and he'll beat me. So that wouldn't be nice. Any bits of advice for me, well, you've guys? Been, you, you've been getting 30 to 40 points all season anyway, and it seems to have worked out well for you, so don't worry about it. If you look at my points, you'll see I'm third highest or, 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 or somewhere around there. Tig. No, ridiculous lies. You're just you're just you're skating by. There's not no way no skill being put in by you at all. And I'm the biggest supporter of you, our fair leader, and yet no third, not there third, for me this third year. Highest scorer. I've been having a great time. Um yeah, I'll give each of you a turn to give us a closing statements for the pod, starting with Stephen Lyons. Um yeah, I hope you lose. Go Thomas. Ah fuck you. Uh, you, uh, the editor will cut that uh, Tyke <laughs> no he won't <laughs> uh, um, look it's been a very enjoyable year of fantasy this year it's been really it's been ultra competitive in, in every league except for the waivers that somehow Mark Gary and Paddy Brennan keep getting success out of but I'm I'm excited for this playoff push I hope I hope everybody has a good time in playing the game because it's it really is thrilling right now it's spicy out. Uh, Steve? Uh, Steve's together strong. Uh, boo you, go Thomas. Steve's together strong. Oh, and alone, weak. This <laughs> very nice. If you, the listener, want to get in touch with us on the FPL jingle, you can do so at our Discord, which will be linked in the podcast description. You can also get updates on when episodes are uploaded through the Discord or on our Twitter, which is at the FPL jingle. And you can see the league itself. There's a link to the league in the podcast description. Tyg, I'll put you on the spot. Will you sing us a song to end? Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Ooh, because now it's time to go. Beautiful. Woo. Yeah, there you go.